0: Hey guys, it's Philip and Nick here, back with the Partnership Podcast, and we're here to talk about something a little bit different than normal. It's more, I guess, philosophical-based, and uh, I guess we'll start it off by talking about first what Nick thinks about philosophy, because it's personally something that I transitioned to as a major, and I just want to know and get people's input, and uh, Nick wants to know the story about why it changed. But first, I want to talk to Nick about what he thinks.
1: Yeah, I don't have that much... Um to think about philosophy <laughs> i was telling you um, that i took a philosophy class in college this was in 1997 or 1998 so university of colorado in okay. boulder yeah um, i enjoyed it i mean we <laughs> talked about existentialism and you know some of the basics you know why you ask why and, and some of <laughs> what these is what? <laughs> what is what and really really basic, basic intro to philosophy stuff um but i never got any deeper into it, I was always interested in philosophy. Oh, okay. I'm interested in the debate about um, the existence of God and oh, the yeah. existence of one. man, and why we think and believe what we do. And then part of my undergrad too, as a communications major, talked about um, you know how we communicate and how we assign meaning to language and words and symbols and symbology and that kind of stuff there's yeah there is some overlap there um but beyond that i don't have much additional thoughts i mean i feel like there was a time in my life when i was a rebel in high school and i was reading nietzsche um (laughs) but i can't that was so long ago i don't remember what it is um beyond that Um, I'm a pretty open slate. I think the topic is interesting. It's academia. So I'm interested in that, of course. Um, But I was talking with you last week at that open house event, and you informed me that you had changed changed your major from business to philosophy. And so... We didn't. I didn't get the story, so I want. I want to know the story as to why. And it also uh, it made you become a vegetarian as well. Did. So we're yeah. we're gonna a lot gonna, of. Change. That's a follow up question. I'll ask you about that. But tell us first how you uh, you made that change.
0: I want to say. I want. I want to say it was over the summer. I actually, no, it was before the summer. It was during last year's application process. And then I found out that I wouldn't be able to go to um, transfer like the same semester as everyone else in the club, and I. Just so happened I had been taking philosophy classes the entire time at, with my business course classes, and I was I realized I could I could change my major and there wouldn't be like big disruption. It would just be like just taking a few more classes and finishing it up. And I was like, okay, well, I realized I was like, well, I, I think I do enjoy philosophy more, and I realized I could also go to business school after. So it was like a double whammy. I was like, I could do what I want to do and then do what I think I should do. Um, so I got like both bases covered. But for me, the big one is that uh, i i can't get over existential crises people have like depression and anxiety i don't have any sort of like mental ailments but when it comes to like sitting there and thinking like that's that's hard when i just like sit there and there's nothing else for me to do like that's when i go like like i don't want to say deep but that's when i just start thinking and i'm like ah i'm not happy <laughs> like uh, how do i say this i guess the existential crisis you know what that is right i'm assuming yeah they hit me 24-7. As soon as I stopped doing something, they're there. And I, I realized, I was like, well, this is kind of a big part of my life. And this is not something I can't really change. And I realized my um, my dad is like that, too. But he, what he did instead was he just, like, instead of thinking about the issue, he just found ways to distract himself, whether it be, like, partying or alcohol and whatnot. And I realized, I was like, I'm going to be like this. It doesn't just go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's when I realized, like, I could just, like, go at it and try to, like, not figure it out, but, like, learn how to live with it. So that that was the big reason why.
1: Very interesting. Interesting. Now, again, the only class that I ever took in philosophy <laughs> was, was the old introduction to philosophy. Um, but if you're a philosophy major, you've got I, I have no idea what that Intails. curriculum and course list looks like. So, what are the types of classes you're taking?
0: Um, it's basically like a huge spectrum. There is no like that. Like, it's very hard to find like a one certain class. Almost every single class is like very like well rounded. I'd say the only ones. And I kind of avoid them though. Or are the really religious based ones where it's like the basically like the philosophy of God and whatnot and like how it interacts with like logic, you know, how there's like a constant contrast between science and like logic or er, science and religion and like how to settle those like within yourself if you're like a religious person. But then that doesn't apply to me because I'm not religious. But I'd say like the overall like idea is to come up with like the best rational like decision. I guess that I know it sounds like a lot of big words, but. When you sit down and think about an issue, it's like, what is the, what do you get to? Like, what is the final outcome? Okay. And
1: I thought that was kind of the precursor you were talking about last week about how you became a vegetarian. Yeah. So is that, is that the path you're going? Can you make that leap for us?
0: (laughs) I, I sat down. It was one of those days where I was realizing, I was like, ah, I'm having another intersectional crisis right now, you know? And I remember I was looking at my, I remember it so clearly. I was looking at my dog and I realized it was like, I don't know why it went through my head, but I was like, if I had to, like, kill my dog right now and eat it, would I be able to? And I was like, fuck, this is really dark, you know? And I switched to that (laughs) dark place. And I thought about it. I was like, how many times do I pick and eat meat? But if I had to, like, see, like, the animal dying, like, would I change? And I was like, well, I would definitely eat less, but I wouldn't go vegetarian yet. And I thought about it more, and I was like, well, there's bad environmental impacts on it, too. And then I just kept going down the list and, like, the rationality told me that this was not the right decision, right? And I realized I was like, I couldn't live with myself, like knowing or at least believing I had the correct answer and just ignoring the answer. So I, I just, I one day I think it was like the fourth. It was a day after the fourth of July. I just like was like, all right. I woke up and I was vegetarian that day. Just 180.
1: Yeah, no, so it wasn't too many hot dogs. Wasn't
0: <laughs> too many hot dogs. No, I, I just sat there and thought about it and. I like to think my best decisions happen when I just sit there and think about things. But sometimes, like, when it comes to, like, being a vegetarian, for example, that was one of the ones that was like, ah, if I'm going to go down this path, I think I have to live it, too. So that was that was part of it. Interesting. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, to each his own, I could never give up bacon. But um, I get it. I get it. My wife's a vegetarian. Um, I don't know if it was for philosophical uh, reasons, but she loves animals, so she's yeah. vegetarian been a vegetarian since i believe junior high or early high school and that you know it's a pretty long time okay
0: so is there anything that when you think of philosophy that you're like i really don't like that about it
1: no no No. it doesn't because for me philosophy means thinking deeply about complex issues and i feel like that can help all of us in any industry i'm in the You know, I teach in the business department and you're formerly a business major and possibly future business (laughs) major. Um, so we get to, you know, existential crises in business, um, when you get to just regular problem solving in business. I mean, you can, you can look at someone like a Reed Hastings, who is the founder and CEO of Netflix as a bit of a philosopher, right? Um, or maybe a predictor of the future, but that's founded in philosophy. Um, you know, how do you arrive at the idea to disrupt an industry, uh, you know, transition from DVD, DVD
0: the virtual. through
1: the mail to yeah. a streaming service? I feel like that has to happen over deep thought and analysis, right? You don't right? Just like
0: come up with the idea. You're yeah. right. I get you.
1: Yeah. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't have any negative... Um, you know views of philosophy at all i am curious though as a, as a major and you know someone who's been taking classes now this whole time do you have a philosopher that you
0: they like that one they look to yeah um <laughs> business was kind of the reason i got into philosophy in a certain way because i was reading a course uh, because i was a, i was taking business courses and i was really i liked the cutthroat part of business so i was reading a lot of like the prince by um uh, Machiavelli Machiavelli yeah I love that book and I was, I started like going through his other works and they were like less so about how to rule like political landscapes you know but like he was probably like the one and like still the one now that I read about the most and like the most interested in,
1: Interesting. yeah
0: <laughs> but I'll I can give you a part of philosophy that I when I first thought about it the part that like I hated and the reason I didn't like consider po- philosophy as like a degree like pathway and that was like the whole like meditation part okay I never understood how people could just like yeah meditation I was like what does that even mean? Like, mean, I, I, for the longest time, I thought it was like you sit in the corner and like hum, you know, with your hands like in two circles. Yeah. I didn't really give it any thought. I, I forgot who it was. I think it was a, a psychiatrist actually from Harvard. I was reading some of his papers about how like meditation like affects like the physiological part of the body and how it changes it. And I never thought about it in that way. And I realized that in concepts, I finally understood what meditation was. And it's basically consciousness without thought. That may, I I if you heard that before cuz like a lot of people say it but it doesn't really make sense cuz like how can you be aware and not think at all yeah and
1: well the the term that comes to mind for me when I think about meditation is clearing your mind yeah so I guess that fits in right if you have cleared your mind you're still conscious but you are free of thought it makes a lot of sense. That's probably a state that's good to be in. Yeah. That's um, yeah, so the
0: one I wish I could... I realized, I was like, I really wish... The thing I hated the most and I thought was so dumb was the, the, one of the things I needed the most. <laughs> Funny how that works out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I, I want most is the thing I thought was, like, you know... Full circle. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. So I've got this topic that's been... Um, popping up in artificial intelligence and vr and like the business side of it and so on and i have a student in one of my classes who said that in another class they actually had a debate about this topic and i know very little about it and i don't know if you know anything about it at all but i'm dropping it on you right now it's called transhumanism okay it's the idea and i'm reading this right now from uh wikipedia um the belief or theory that the human race can evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations, especially by means of science okay. and technology. Or okay. the idea of taking your conscious that and you're talking about and else. moving it to technology or to I've a device.
0: When you have an existential crisis <laughs> and you realize that, like deaths, like the like the only thing that's for certain, you start thinking about, all right, how do I avoid this? Right. So I I looked into this a lot, a lot. <laughs> I, th- I think because of those existential like, crises, I thought about the um, how you could do it and, like, the morality behind it and, like, would you still be a person if you, like, uploaded your brain to a computer? Yeah. And I think I'll come to the conclusion that you're still the same person.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Because the conscious is still there. I mean, the you just talked about there. the importance of meditation, right? Yeah. If the conscious still exists, are you we... still exist. Interesting. Okay.
0: The only part that I'd worry about is that when you move, like, say, example, like, it's funny enough this is how they do in star trek when you like remove all the atoms in your body and then reassemble them in the exact same order are you still the same person see for me (laughs) i think that's a yes i i like fundamentally i assuming that there is no spirit in us right if you are just matter at the end of the day then yes technically you'd still be the same person yeah, on a fundamental level.
1: I mean, if you if you transition that same analogy to a car, right? If you take a car completely apart yep. and then move all those parts to another location and still reassemble it, car. is it not this, still the
0: same car? It is. That's the part. And I, I remember I, I had this conversation uh, with my girlfriend. Uh, like, I don't know how many times. I always ask her, I was like, would you do that? Like, if you could upload your brain, just like, you know, live out, tell, I don't know, the universe like pulled itself apart in 5 billion years, would you do it? She said no. And I was like, Why? Well, the part that's always curious – the curious part to me is not so much, like, whether or not you're the same person. is whether or not you do it.
1: Interesting. So if you had the, the choice, would you do it as opposed to, say, dying? Dying. And death, death is I've a, had is a, a
0: large a... amount of people – I want to say more than half the people I've asked this question to say they'd rather die. Interesting. I'm assuming you're on the the living end, right? I don't know. You don't. Know, I, I haven't right? thought
1: that too deeply about it. I'm. I have very mixed thoughts and feelings towards what happens when you die. Anyway, so I guess the question would be, and here's philosophy: um, when you die without the physical decision or the mental decision to to implement some sort of transhumanism, when you die, are you not? reborn does your conscious not continue anyways and we don't know the answer to that question right i mean that is one of the only way to find out
0: is to die right
1: right (laughs) so do you preserve that i don't know is it is a is it a practice in you know futility in the sense that it's already going to happen and we just don't know and you can't find out until you die i don't know the answer to that question (laughs) either though so um interesting okay
0: yeah, so that's, that's just the kind of things I think about when I'm just sitting there and I have nothing to do. That's why like for me, I hate having nothing to do cuz this stuff <laughs> always racing through my head. I can't stop it. just nonstop. It's just me and the, like a voice in my head that just go back and forth constantly about this stuff. I do find it interesting though that when we think about like death as a part of like nature, that's like an argument I hear that's like that's the reason you know, like life has meaning is cuz it ends, right? I thought about that. And I was like, "Well, I don't get sick so I can enjoy my health more, if that makes sense. Or, do and I you not? I do enjoy it more, but it doesn't give my health meaning. That Or starvation, for example. I don't like to starve myself so my food tastes better, you know? Sure. It does indeed make my food taste better yeah. when I'm starving and on the verge of death, I bet. But... Well, at the but, end of the day <laughs> but here
1: so here's another existential you know philosophical argument i think too which is the extreme so the, the argument or the the question in a philosophy class could be something like how do you know what hot is if you don't know what cold is by comparison It's
0: right. true
1: so how do you know what fulfillment like eating full? how do you know what you know hunger is if you don't know the opposite right That's how true. do you know what life is if you haven't experienced death i i think we do
0: every night i <laughs> think, think so when you sleep i think that's the closest thing to death you could get interesting do you ever think like, i think about that way too much though but no but now i'm thinking when about i go to it. sleep i'm like i'm a s- pretty confident that the day i die is just like falling asleep like the same kind of feeling you get interesting. does that make sense it does it does man now you've got me thinking about (laughs) about it and the the,
1: the 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 transhumanism thing is really interesting to me because it was on the radar from a student that i hadn't really ever thought about before um but very much of you know what i study and what i teach in the business class has to do with you know digital marketing social media marketing the production of avatars, the creation of digital selves that are representations of ourselves that aren't, aren't, and are we not already moving into that direction anyways? So when the whole idea of transhumanism came up, I guess we have all, have we not all kind of made the decision as Instagram profile owners of already starting that process? I heard
0: the same idea. I remember I I was listening to an interview with Elon Musk, and he said that we're already kind of we're almost, we're a step on the way already. We haven't, like, it's not like as if we haven't even started down the way to transhuman. We already kind of have with our phones and laptops. Because the way that people's phones are, for, for at least for most people, I'd say, it's an extension of themselves, not so much just something they use. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's, the phone is as much part of their life as, like, eating, for, for example. Yeah yeah so I'd say we're already kind of like on the pathway that's why
1: and I think it unlocks a different part of our um psyche as well um and I just I I don't know why but an example popped up um a guy that I grew up with and played baseball with when I was young through little league um one of the shyest guys most soft-spoken guys that I ever knew um hard I mean I grew up on the same street with him I played ball with him I hardly knew anything about this kid (laughs) um and then in the late 90s, we started playing fantasy baseball together. And all of a sudden, here's this guy who has a chat board and a computer and distance. And he became Social. a bully. Oh. He became mean and aggressive. And he was someone that I had, I didn't know this person at all. And it's, so it started to get me thinking about who he really was as a person, which, and and this is a question that we talk about in the classes anyways which is the more oh, accurate personality person. the more true person the one that comes out when there are no um you know barriers or consequences or in or hit in you know things inhibiting us from speaking our mind or is it is it the id or the ego right <laughs> yeah. so bring it back to philosophy is it the raw unchecked emotion or is it the filtered speech and the filtered behavior through the lens of what is and isn't right in you know from human standpoint, standards. societal standpoints i don't know the answer to that question <laughs>
0: this is not the direction i thought our conversation was about to go <laughs> but i i find any, almost anything in philosophy I find interesting so it doesn't matter but i i get what you're saying as someone who grew i would i would say i grew up on the internet because uh i'm, assu- I'm assuming you have more time spent probably the internet because you were around before me but i say a higher percentage of my actual time spent in life is probably on the internet
1: i mean i wasn't online for the first time i think we had a computer when i was in high school but i never spent any time on that and then when i was in college i got my first computer um so i mean i essentially spent my entire childhood (laughs) not online yeah okay
0: well i would say (laughs) i would say it's for me personally I would say that the online self is typically more representation, uh, it's a better representation of the actual person. Interesting. As, as bad as it sounds sometimes. Interesting. It's just that it's sometimes the negative aspects kind of like overshadow what the actual person's like. because it's very easy to see it when someone says, you know, F you, like online. It's very easy to dis- disregard everything else they've been saying. Mm. But I would say it's like that unchecked, like no consequences and no, the biggest part is no like impediments, to like being who you are i think that's the truest person like there is interesting yeah interesting.
1: <laughs> i see now see why whatever. you might be a philosophy major because yeah. these types of thoughts and conversations they just... are they're deep man they're they're, they're <laughs> deeper than than the regular they're, they're deeper than the conversations that i have with my kids in the morning <laughs> time when they're getting ready get for, you really. you know, for school that's for sure um but very interesting.
0: This has given me a ton to think about. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I I love it. I love having like things to think about but I, that's but the inability to turn it off is when I realized I had to do it. Like I if I could pick I don't know which I would choose if I could pick between just like not having to worry about this kind of stuff and just like you know being a normal person or like having like or constantly being unable to not think about this stuff when I'm like just sitting there I don't know which one i pick but like I know that I'm already it's already decided for me so it's like I, I have to, like, go down this path because, like, otherwise it's just going to, like, eat me away. Like, I don't like it, you know, if I have nothing else to do. Cool.
1: Well, I'm jealous. And there's, there's <laughs> plenty of years in the future for you to Find come back to business if you want. <laughs> um, but you, you have a unique opportunity, I think, to study this fuller, get a degree in it. Um, I feel like a philosophy degree, maybe kind of like a psychology degree, can – can help you in any direction or any yeah. field that you yeah. go. Um, you, you know, it's not specific to a job per se, but I sort think Sort of like that stats, it, yeah. like
0: how it's, it, like statistics are and everything. Like there there's different. a part of it, like in yeah. your decision making no matter what. Yeah.
1: But. Cool. Well, I hope it serves you well. I know it well. Um, <laughs> I'll be, c- you know, curious to keep up with, you know, your, your studies and the rest of your education to see how it goes. Um, but Fascinating story, man, and and as the business instructor, um, I look forward to having you back into the business world one day. Uh, but until then, I sure hope that you're able to <laughs> <thinking> fulfill of... <laughs> and answer the questions of life that you sought out. To, so. I
0: don't think I will. I, don't, I think that's I think what makes them interesting is that there is no answer. Damn. But all right, all right.
1: Well, this disrupted my whole day. Um, <laughs> it changed
0: everything that I had planned
1: on for and this, this is, afternoon. Uh, I'm happy. So. I
0: think I'm happy. This is a good, the first good. You know, base uh, podcast we could do just sitting down, normal co- podcast. So
1: interesting, yeah. yeah, a little bit more conversational than us. Yeah, so we'll, so we'll wrap it up here. Okay, um, thanks, Philip. Um, we'll we'll come back at and you next guys next week, probably next right? week, with yeah. a different different take <laughs> on a different subject. <laughs> all,
0: right. all right,
1: signing out.